Hi everyone, I'm Lula. And I'm Jude. And welcome back to Just Friends. Today yeah. I'm a little sick, which you can tell a lot voice listeners. Um, but bear with us because we have a super exciting guest. Jude is going to introduce. Before I introduce, oh. can we just say how committed you are to the pod? I'm that, committed, like, guys. She was like, she texted me and she was like, I am like really, really sick. Like I'm canceling everything in my schedule. But she still shows up I took for the day pod. Quill, everyone. Wow. So proud. Thank yeah. you. Um, okay. So I have the honor of introducing our second guest of season three. Woo! And in my wow. opinion. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, and in my opinion, our next guest defines what it means to truly take a risk and pursue what you love. Gabriel Barce, who goes by Gabriel Barce, but his full name is Gabriel Bargura Segura, is a professional makeup artist who left his home country of Peru and moved to New York to go all in on his, on his passion for makeup. From Anna Delvey to Coca Roca, he's done the makeup of many. Gabriel, thank you so much for joining us on the pod and welcome to Just Friends. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's really an honor and I'm happy to be here and, and discuss and talk about life and fashion and friends and friendship. Yay. We love to hear it's all of all that. we love to do. Maybe do not so much on the fashion. No, yeah, this is like a big deal for me because I would not consider myself like a fashion like oriented person. Like, I don't know if you can tell what I'm wearing, but I kind of like... I don't really think too much about my appearance, mm. but I'm really excited to like think because like I, in some ways, your profession is making people look good. Is that fair? Yeah. Was that how you would define even what makeup? I don't even know how you would define like what a makeup artist does. So do you want to start with that? Yeah. Makeup is for me more like a, a vehicle to deliver art or whatever. Mm. Like people see themselves. It's more like a to say it it's more like a statement of everyone so everyone has different aesthetics everyone has different perspectives about uh, beauty or how they want to look even like a haircut can change your whole face yeah so makeup does kind of like the same too some people use it to change completely like if we go into drug makeup to theatrical makeup some people use it as a to become some someone else like put yourself into a character or yeah, today I want to be this uh, body and I'm going to go out with a red bone lipstick and a full eye, a smoky eye. Uh -huh. Or you can go just for the natural to hide some blemishes and just to make your face look brighter and not as tired from last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to hear more about what type of those styles you prefer to do. But can we first do like a little backstory yeah, yeah. Let's of catch, you yeah let's catch <laughs> even us up yes yeah. i guess really generally how did you get into makeup i always saw my mom when i was a little kid she uses a red lipstick and she used this as a blush so every time she put this lipstick on or blush to go to the market or just go outside or any type of event she has i always saw her sitting in the mirror stay like four or five to ten minutes uh just make sure he looks the best and I always like I grew up watching this and she looks happy all the time so I wanted to make people look happy too or feel happy when they go to events or going out and she moved to the America when I was nine so I I wasn't able to see her I mean I never got to see her I just have a memory when she when she came here when I was 10 and then probably my biggest mistake was not 
being on the phone more time with her talking because I wanted to go out with my friends. When I was 15 or 14, they were like looking for me to go on a party or just to go outside and play. Why did she move to America? To give me a better life. Because at that moment I was eight, my dad passed away, so she was a single mom. Uh, I, I'm the last of my siblings, so my mom had me when I when she was 46, 47. And then, yeah, I was her last, her last, uh, how to say it, how to translate it, because we use a word in Peru that is very like, el último suspiro. It's like when you're in love and you say like, ah, yeah, that's, <laughs> I was probably her, her, her last suspiro. So, and then yeah, she, she moved to America to give me a better life, of course, because in Peru at that moment, back in 1999, 2000, that's when she moved. Uh, economy was bad, so she couldn't probably give me education or a life that she would wanted for me. That's why she moved here. And were you still in Peru when she moved? Yeah, I stayed there. I live with my brothers, transitioning with another brother to another brother until, mm -hmm. yeah, until I decided to uh, study this career chef so I can travel the world. Mm -hmm. And then, but I never got a chance to see her. Mm. So since, <laughs> since you were nine, you haven't seen like you hadn't seen her. No. Wow. Yeah, so she moved when I was 10, and then we see each other on, like, webcam, and that's it. But the moment I probably see her again was when I came to my sister's house, and, yeah, we just have the ashes of her. So, yeah. That's intense. That is intense. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes, but it, but it makes me appreciate your love for makeup way more, Gabriel. Like, because... I don't know. I think there is something to be said about art being a way to connect with our loved ones in any way and heal from our loved ones. Like for me, I'm a magician and magic is so inexplicably relate or explicably related to my relationship with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. For you, music is like so related to your parents. Like you need these modes of communication and care for the people we love. It makes mm -hmm. total sense. But and it probably makes you a significantly better artist. Probably because I don't know. I feel like everything in your life should be based between in connection. So you are happy with what you're doing. If you don't have this connection, you have to learn it because some people, they grow up and they don't have connection with their parents or whoever person is next to them. So they lack this connection that make us humans. And that's how they probably don't feel like they're doing a good job or they feel, you know, bad or stuff like that so i feel like pain is a way for you to experience your humanity and you have to make your pain your weapon of you know go through every adversity because you already been through the world so what worse could it be that makes sense and so you're a pastry chef and you're kind of having, I'm just like so interested in this transition. You're having this interest, you you clearly have some interest in makeup because of your mom, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. when are you like, oh, I want to try it all. Like, well, I want to try it for myself. Like, I want to try doing makeup. Yeah. Uh, it was like when my mom passed away and mm -hmm. I moved with a friend 
to live with him and he started his career as a makeup artist mm. and then i saw him doing everything related to art and i was like oh this is cool i was his model for so many looks so mm. i was like i should start trying this too because it's really cool it's art related and i feel really good about it and some in some way it connects me to the memory of my mom so that's that's how i started let's say that, that was like the beginning of everything when i do the transition from pastry to makeup so you, how old are you when you're doing pastry chef just for context i was 17. okay you're 17. okay and so early on you kind of have like a little bit of interest in makeup did you ever like do makeup on yourself or your friends during that kind of early childhood experience uh never i never. always just watch my mom doing it and she feel happy and and that's that's all i learned i probably when i was 15 or 16 i started using skincare okay a lot of skincare because all of my classmates were, were breaking out and i was the youngest <laughs> like when i want to be 16 i don't want to be breaking out so i started <laughs> using um a lot of skincare yeah a lot of skincare. like i eat skincare basically <laughs> I don't have a skincare routine, which people get very mad at me for because supposedly it's like, I mean, isn't it really good for you or something? It's Your like, skin looks good, though. Honestly, you. I find that I always get annoyed when it's like guys who don't have skincare routines and then they have like perfect skin and perfect eyelashes. And I'm like, what the fuck's yeah. going on? <laughs> but wait, <laughs> do you really do you have any skincare tips for the general public? Great question. Always wash your face before you go to bed and use uh -oh. a face wash don't use the soap you use to wash your hands or your body for your face the ingredients are so different so uh our uh, biggest organ is uh skin so in some parts are thinner than the others mm -hmm. like face is a thinner skin than your elbows or your knees so you have to take care and use the right product for your face and not use what you use to wash your hands on your face. Chemicals are different and your skin on the face needs more care. I, I need to do some serious like research into this because I'm really, yeah, I've not clearly, I rarely do wash my face ever. And if I do, it definitely is with my like, like bath and body works like so they're they're very so. good brands on like drugstore, let's say uh, Cetaphil or La Roche. Um, what are the brand that I know? There, if like if you go to any CBS, if you go to the section of face wash, you will find a lot Funny. of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Wait, how do you rate CeraVe? CeraVe, I tried the creams; they're really good. I use uh -huh. it on set for moisturizing, but I never try the face wash. I use the Cetaphil face wash, and it's really, really good. It won't dry okay. your skin. I'll trust you. Usually, men they have more oily skin than women. Hmm. So, yeah, that's why sometimes men's skin looks the best because uh, guys don't need much because we produce a lot way more oil than women. <laughs> uh, if you produce a lot of oil, that means that your skin also needs some moisture. So oh. you need to hydrate your skin. And then, so Jude said in the intro that you recently, kind of recently moved to New York officially, right? Yeah. Was pursuing... A career in makeup like the big force behind that move yeah it was kind of more of the thing that i always wanted to do after came in new york to 2017 to study makeup i go back to peru because at the moment i feel like new york was too much for me 
Uh, I didn't know much about the language. I didn't know much about the transportation. Uh, timing here is so different. I get lost in the subways and, and I'm going to Bronx or Queens or somewhere <laughs> that I don't know. And then I go back to Peru because I feel like the industry here was really big and so many talented people that I would be like, oh, there's more talented people than I am. So I minimize myself and go back to my country. And I start working for a brand, uh, MAC Cosmetics. They're and huge. That's how, and that's how I started. That was my like school into makeup. And I gained more confidence over there through the years. I worked for four years in MAC. And when the pandemic hits, that's when I do the transition and thinking about, should I move? Because everything that I wanted to do in Peru, I already did it. I completed you know, you have a list and you do check, 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 and then your list is full. And this is like, I need a new list. So I need new, new adventures. I need new challenges. And that's when I take out another page and start writing all what I wanted to accomplish. And I was like, okay, it was between New York or Milan, but I was like, New York sounds cooler. So I'm like, yeah, let's go to New York. <laughs> And, you know, when you get to a point and you reach certain level and you just like, what's what's more? So yeah. over there, I found that there was no more for me to do. And I was like, OK, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and COVID was the I think was of the the moments that I decided to just go out and live my life because a lot of people that I knew, they passed away or we lost friends and life is short, you know, so you have to make what makes you happy. Sometimes you have to risk at all, a, a lot of things. So I I just put everything in a bag, of course, my makeup first, everything in a bag, a uh, few clothes. I have like a thousand dollars in my pocket. And I was like, okay, let me buy a flight up, a ticket and go to New York and see what happens. And, and that's how I arrived. <laughs> Did you have to like say goodbye to any family and friends in Peru? Um, yeah, I kind of have, like, my close friends, they knew that I was moving, like, the point was moving out, but I didn't tell to not much people until I get here and I start, you know, doing my thing. And then I feel like everything started since there, just, like, growing every little from month to month until I'm, now I'm doing full-time makeup freelancing. Can you talk more about, like, not to put words into your mouth but like the struggling artist trope and how like you come to this city where you kind of know no one right you can't even do your full art as a full-time job yet right i don't you didn't say where you were working but i'm curious if you could talk about that and like you're still you're so passionate about getting to makeup like i want i want to like feel that passion in you like what what was in your mind what like why were you willing to risk literally everything to come to this massive city where the industry is so much more saturated uh -huh. because you love makeup. Yeah, I just feel like it was my time to move and I was already, I feel like I was ready. I feel secure enough of since the moment that I came in 2017 to learn makeup and then coming back in 2021 to just, you know, a little bit more confident of what I do I still have, you know, my fears, but once I move, that's when the fear kind of disappear and it's kind of just like a little step that you move forward. And then once you are a step ahead, you cannot go back. Mm -hmm. You just have to move on. 
So after living with my sister for a bit in DC, I moved with my cousin that she lives in New Jersey. I was coming closer to New York, so I was like making making stops. And then I came for a week to New Jersey and I told my sister and I told myself that I need to find a job in a week so I can move and plan a life like right here. So I start searching for jobs like anywhere, Craigslist, uh, Facebook groups, or just going around. So I have this little scooter with me that I brought. <laughs> and I was just, it was perfect timing because it was June, it was summer, it was hot, it was nice weather. So I just go around with my scooter and then I know a model that I work with her fashion week because yeah, I forget that. I came after 2017, I studied makeup. I came 2019 to do a fashion week show. It was not an official show. It was like an like, uh, indie show, but I made connection with models, photographers. So I know this model and she kind of like own a coffee shop. And I reached out to her and I was like, hey, do you need someone to work in your coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, yeah, I need someone to work so you can come and, you know, just work. And I started working in this coffee shop uh, for like a year. And then I found uh, models, uh, photographers. I was like very looking into people when they arrived to the coffee shop, like <laughs> how I... Like, what are you, what are they carrying? Like, if I saw a model, I always saw her with uh, her, like, they have, like, a book where they present to agencies. So, and you can tell that it's a model or a photographer that carries, like, a brand of a camera. I was looking always at the bag, and I was always trying to look for these people and talk to them and share Instagram. And I feel like that's how I network. Like, I try to play very smart and just focus on details so I can approach the people and talk. Do you prefer working with like indie models and shows or like would you rather like big names? Because I feel like it sounds like you've had a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. When I started, yeah, that's the closest thing that I could reach because uh, usually when you work for higher brands, they look people with experience or with already like years doing fashion shows. So that was like kind of like my first step to move forward with what I wanted to do and start working with uh, indie artists that I still do because I love what, what they do. And then this drives me to work with other brands and bigger brands uh, and other artists, photographers that they see my work. And that's how I get into the fashion world in New York City. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm just curious because I didn't fully catch that whole thing. So, wait, which one would you prefer? Like, is there like an actual preference of one? Like, do you feel like you have more freedom to do your artistic expression in indie models rather than like super stars, or is it just that like, like, how do you differentiate in your brain the difference between doing makeup for both as like an expression rather than just like the career mm -hmm. path? Now I go for what I feel. Like, if I feel like the my aesthetic and match the brand and match uh, the concept, like I will work with them rather it's a big name or a small name. But we have to make a connection before I kind of work with these people because it's like a full team job. And I feel like you need to have like a strong connection to communicate, to express yourself and feel in a safe space to work with clients. 
Okay, can we <laughs> can we talk about Anna Delvey? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, so I hope she's not seeing this, but yeah, we can talk. <laughs> okay, so I give a little background. So it's gonna get confusing because of the names, but Gabriel, as our first guest of season three, introduced us to this Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And so he saw in your video that you did with other Gabriel that you were working on a shoot with uh -huh. Anna Delvey, right? Yes. Okay. Do you want to explain? Well, I don't know. Is it touchy? Are you allowed to explain who she is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We can, we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So who is Anna Delphi, first of all, in case the listener doesn't know? I don't think Jude really knows. Yeah, I don't fully know. I know she's like, you kind of have alluded to who she is, but I would love like an actual explanation. Anna Delphi, as per people, or if you go on Google on Wikipedia, she's a con artist. Um, that's all I know, kind of like to explain about her but then she is a client she's a beautiful person she's very funny very very funny like take me more than one laugh is someone that you can talk to and she has this humoristic vibe in every sentence she's she's she said so yeah it was very cool working with her so i know her from that show that was about her inventing Anna, which I kind of, Anna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, which I kind of tried to explain to you, but it's, I feel like it's unnecessary to go into now, okay. but she was really in the arts world, right? Like mm -hmm. she was trying to do like fine arts, like gallery art. How was mm -hmm. it yeah. working? I guess, what was your job working with her? For the listener okay. who didn't watch she, that video. She still does art, and I believe she sells her art online. Um, but I get connected through her to one uh, stylist that I work on a test shoot. And he hit me up, and he was like, hey, do you want to do makeup for Anna Delby? And I say, yes, of course. <laughs> and then, yeah, I get to her through, he, through this... Uh, fashion stylist his name is Altoring, and he kind of introduced me to her and then since then we started working together we did a cover magazine no not a cover magazine but it was an interview for a variety magazine and then it was on people then after that she in february last year no sorry september last year she did a fashion show on her rooftop together with kelly Cotron. And yeah, it has a lot of media exposure and all newspaper were talking about her. That was kind of the vibe. <laughs> I have a, okay, I have a few questions, but I, um, do you have a qu other questions on Anna Delvey? I don't want to like. No, because I saw all the press for those. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looped in. Can I ask some other questions that are just a little more just out there? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, what do you think the meaning of life is? Like, what do you think that like we're here for? Insane question, Jude. I feel like we're here for to learn first, because we all come here without knowing anything, and then we learn things from our parents, from our teachers, from our friends that we surrounded when we were kids. You learn good things, bad things based on their experience. Uh, so if you, when you grow up, you start noticing things that they probably are not right and you have to unlearn those things to learn what is right for you. 
And then when you finally are able to, like, for me, I'm talking, I'm putting myself as an example. Like once you find out uh, that you are okay and you are happy and you are safe in where you decide to go in your life, uh, I feel like that's when you found the reason of life. Like you, you need to heal all your traumas since you were a kid because we grow up and we have different traumas from family, from school. So I feel like the, a healing is very important in life so you can become a better person. And the meaning of life is resume in experiences. Your experiences are things that you're gonna remember until your last days on this planet. And if you have a good experience and you make sure you, you wanna make, have good experience, you have to make good decisions. But you cannot make a good decision without mistakes. So you need to learn. It's like a process. You learn, you fail, you learn, you fail. And then you start choosing wisely where do you want to be. Okay. My last question for you, Gabriel, is it's a question that we ask all of our guests now. When is the last time you've had a crush on your friend? A crush on friend? Any friend? Any friend. <laughs> uh, the last time you mean with a date? Or I don't know. You interpret <laughs> that question however you'd like. We've had months ago, weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's frequently, maybe. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a maybe like a few months ago or weeks ago. I don't I'm not sure. Okay. Have you ever told a friend that you have a crush on them? Uh probably the last time I did was when I was in school, and since then I didn't say it. I'm very reserved with my feelings. Okay. I have to know people really well to tell something. Mm. Sometimes my face looks like I'm mad or upset, but I'm not. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of very reserved. But once people get to know me, I'm a complete different person. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, I mean, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank, thank you so you. much, guys, for having me. It was very fun. I Aww. feel like I speak things that I could never think I would speak. <laughs> I like that, but I'm really glad to speak about it because I finally, it's a way kind of just let it out things. So That's how we like to think of the pod. The backpack is a little lighter now. <laughs> oh, Good. We like to hear that. Yay. Well, Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> we will see you next Sunday. Love you. Bye. Bye.